Welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It reads, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would condemn ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let the light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. All right, as we're jumping in here to chapter four, let's not forget we're always seeing this in the whole context of what's happening as Paul is writing to 2 Corinthians. And so, Chad, as we walk through this, chapter 4 is really tied to chapter 3 in the sufficiency that we have in Christ. Because of that, he starts us off saying, hey, we don't lose heart as we walk up against this seemingly formidable foe who is very difficult for us to conquer in terms of unbelief. And so let's unpack that as we start here in chapter 4. All right, so I mean, a major thing is like, yeah, as we walk in this world, as you and as you live for Christ, you will find quickly how much resistance you will encounter, and it's oftentimes I know in my own personal life, like it's discouraging. Uh, I've been uh, confused. I yeah, I, there's been times where I'm like, man, I don't know how to proceed, and oftentimes feel like, Lord, I messed up, or. You know, I thought I was being faithful and uh, this, you know, I lost a friend or they said bad things to me or whatever. In fact, (laughs) one time I I walked into a store and saw a guy that I went to high school with. And this was like when I was in my 20s. I had put this, I was going to go to college uh, to be a pre-med. And so I had plans to be a doctor and well, God changed my course and I decided, hey, I, I do want to pursue ministry. I, I do want to. So I went and pursued a pastoral ministry degree. Well, I saw this individual from high school, and I told him that. And he's like, why, what? why are you being so dumb? Like, why in the world would you do that? And I realized immediately, like, oh, man, this guy. And I knew he was, uh, he didn't believe. But he didn't see the value of it. He didn't see, like, Christ was very valuable to me. Um, and so for me to talk about Christ 
he had those blinders on. And that's where you look at this veil that covers uh, our people who don't believe. And you have to remember that. We, we walk in this world. It's not the, the diversity or the differences between people. Isn't anything that we possess, it's ultimately because of who we are in Christ. And so if you are someone under God's wrath and don't believe, that's one uh, that that's one type of person, and the other type of person, ones who actually believes and trusts us in Christ, and it reminds us that we are all with veiled. Like when we talk about people with veiled, I'm not trying to make myself holier than thou. Like we are all those. We all have the veil over until God takes it away and shines His light into our life through Christ, and we actually are saved by Him. And so, but you have to remember, like as we give the gospel, as we give God's truth, as we proclaim Christ. And just the impact he's made on your life, you're going to have resistance. And that's what I would say is like, that's where verse 7 comes, is that it says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power that belongs to God and not to us. And one thing about that is a a jar of clay, he's talking about this inexpensive, fragile, really worthless. I mean, it probably had its use of holding food. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't a vase. It wasn't anything nice or a golden bowl. No, it was a clay pot. And what he's saying right there is that we are the clay pots. We are. We have frailty in our life. We are fragile. There isn't, there's a lot of weakness in our life. And so we all sit here as believers in Christ in that same jar of clay. But the reason that we can stand for the gospel, the reason we can persevere is because of the surpassing power that belongs to God, and that's at work in our life. And so when you look at that, he goes on like being inflicted, but not crushed. It's like, if I took that, uh, if I have a vase, a very fragile clay pot sitting right here, and I took a hammer and I whacked it, the expectation is that thing's going to shatter. But if I hit that thing and it doesn't shatter, we start asking questions about what's different about this vase. And so when you're thinking about that, when he says, you know, you're going to be inflicted. People are going to say hurtful things. There's going to be people who resist you because you are in Christ. But when they see that you're not crushed, is there going to, that's going to have onlookers look and say, hey, something's different here. Something is different. And that's our opportunity then to continue to proclaim Christ. But if you look at it here, like he, Paul, Paul of all people, Paul who had just tremendous wisdom, says he's perplexed. Like there's confusion about this life. But you have to remember, in that perplexion, in that confusion, we have a faithful God. We have a God who has a plan, who's going to it. So that helps us not to go to despair because we can trust and know that God is faithful in there. We're persecuted, meaning like, again, people are going to hurt us, but not forsaken. And what does that mean? That we're always in Christ. That God is not going to forsake us. And we can have that belief and trust so that when we do face persecution, we can continue to stand because it's not about what people do. We don't have to have these friends. We don't have to have these people's approval because we ultimately have God's approval. Um, and then so we can go through there. And that's where you're, he's going through like carrying the body of death or the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our bodies. That every time that you are faithful in your suffering and your affliction is that God's actually going to continue to grow you. He's going to help you see that power that is actually within you. And you get an opportunity to demonstrate that by demonstrating love, by demonstrating boldness, by demonstrating kindness, when it doesn't seem like a person should be doing that. And so the more that you can do that, the more and more that that power that's within you is actually going to shine through you. And one, it's going to help you grow, but it's also going to make an impact around the people around you. 
And this is such a rich passage when we think about the totality of what it's talking about. Well, one thing I do want to just really focus in is we think about like this insignificance of what these jars of clay is. That's not saying we're insignificant. Mm-hmm. You know, we're chosen. We're loved. We are so many things in the eyes of God. But when compared to God, we are insignificant. And so it's that perspective that it's talking about here. The treasure is so much more valuable and worth so much more and everlasting and all these things that we are not. And so that perspective is important as we look here. And Paul really continues to focus on that perspective as he walks through we're in this conflict and what it's like living with people who are veiled to the gospel and how hurtful that can be in all of these different things. And so it's one of those things that we understand in the scriptures or we can see that our mindset is the most important thing. The way in which we clothe ourselves in humility and with the truth of the gospel prepares us for living in that situation. But as I look down here at the end of this chapter, that concept of perspective is definitely still at the forefront of Paul's mind as he wants us to understand the perspective of our trials and tribulations and conflicts that we're living in. And so, Chad, what can you draw out from that passage in there as we look at how he closes chapter four? I think when you're looking at that verse 16, it says, so we do not lose heart. You know, he talks about this outer self wasting away, inner self being renewed day by day. And what he's trying to do is to give perspective. And I think we're going to, you know, he talks about this light momentary affliction. And I think most people will be like, man, what are you talking about, Paul? Like, this life is hard. And if you actually look at Paul's life, we're going to get more in 2 Corinthians. And when you read his testimony, like chapter 11, some of the things he's dealing with, his life is hard. This guy is not sitting here like, hey, I'm a cush life. I've you know, got this nice palace. You know, I got all the money and the wealth, and I just have it easy. Now, this guy's this battered, scarred man who's at this point old, probably has just frailty. I mean, he's gone. He has scars on his back from things that have been done to him. Dude was killed. I mean, basically, it was left for dead. And so you're looking at that, and you start seeing like, wait, that guy is calling his life light, having a light and momentary affliction. And I think what Paul, he's not downplaying the suffering and the pain that he has. And that's the thing to remember. God wants us to be honest about our pain and suffering. Oftentimes I tell people, it's okay to bring questions to God. It's okay to actually share and say, Lord, I am hurting. I am desperate. Like, be honest with the Lord about that. I just say, don't question the Lord. Don't don't say, hey, you're not loving. You're not faithful. No, that, that's true of God. And we need to be reminded of that. But we want to be honest and uh, bring that to him and not downplay the suffering, the weight that you're feeling in your life. But the reason why Paul calls it light momentary is not because of his con or because it's just an easy life. He's doing it because he has a perspective of what is going to come in glory. Because as Paul looks at this, I think he's looking at a contrast too. Like what was due to him was eternity in hell, an eternity apart from God, eons and eons of time apart from God. So everything that he's going to experience in this life, that's the most pain and suffering he'll have. Being in hell separated from God is far greater pain, far greater despair. I mean, you're talking about just uh, something that we can't even comprehend on this earth. But he's also then saying like, but there's also this other part of it. When I live faithfully in this life and when I am before the Lord, that pain and suffering experience goes away. And honestly, I'm going to spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years 
in the presence of God without pain and suffering. And so when you think about that in the contrast, that's like, uh, for me, here I am 40 years old. Like if God said, hey, I want you to go a year through some significant pain, but the rest of your life is going to be pretty much a cakewalk. Like there's not going to be pain or suffering. I'm like, we would all sign up for that one year of suffering. Absolutely. But that's really what we're signing up for for eternity is when we think about when we trust and believe in Christ is that man, it's so short compared to eternity. And so I would encourage you that because I know as a student, like I remember my life, like uh, it says here at the end, like for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You can look at that verse and like, what, what does that mean? But I think so many times we get caught in looking at the transient. We get caught in who our friends are. Or you get caught into like, okay, what, what's my, what, what am I going to do for my career? Or what's happening in school? Or like, why did my parents uh, have us move when I'm in the middle of middle school or in the middle of high school? Like we start at, we get so concentrated on the transient and that becomes what's often causes people anxiety. That's what causes people to have depression. It's because they're, they're looking at their circumstances like, Lord, I deserve better. I need better. Um, and what we have to be around like, no, not necessarily. The Lord has what's best in the context. Again, I'm not trying to de-emphasize the pain, but he wants us to actually take those steps. He's like, you can live faithfully in there. And what you will see is that I will continue to grow. And if we can concentrate on the things of being faithful, whether you're, you know, in any circumstance, if we're being faithful to be righteous, loving towards God, being faithful and abiding with him, those things will stick for eternity because we're going to be in his presence. He is. We're going to see. He'll give you a reward for that. But the ultimate reward is just being faithful with him and present with him. And it'll bring you joy, contentment. That's where the patience come from. That's where uh, you can be somebody who's self-controlled is because you have a context that you understand the Lord is in it all, working through it all, and he is going to be faithful to be with us through all. And so the more and more we can grow in our understanding, the more and more we'll be concentrating on truly what's eternal. And that will hopefully give you confidence as you go. Man, there are a lot of things that I pray for the listeners of this podcast. And this is a huge one, that we would have that perspective of eternity in our lives, that we would understand that. Uh, so much of the Christian life is about enduring for the victory that's already been taken place. And so our eternity is already assured. Our destination is already set. We're just walking through life as we prepare for that. And so being faithful each day where God has us is huge to what he's asking us to do. And so as you seek to be faithful today, as you walk through 2 Corinthians chapter 4, as you think about maybe even some of the people in your life that are trying to crush or trying to bring things down against you, people whose lives are marred by the sin and the veiling of the gospel, just understand today and rest in the truth that this is just light momentary affliction that we endure for the sake of the gospel. And as we suffer for the sake of the gospel, we experience in a small way the glories of Christ. And that will be ultimately available for us as we experience the fullness of his glories in heaven. And so as you walk through that today, as you walk through this passage, know today you are loved. You're-